Welcome to Photography Insights. Here's one stop guide to interviews with people in the photography industry. Just to say thank you all for listening and supporting the show. And please do keep the Facebook and iTunes with coming in as always. Our latest one comes from Pete Falcus, um, the previous guest on the show. And he says, I think the title sums up this podcast. Andrew is a very honest and genuine person and was a pleasure being interviewed by him. His love for photography is obvious and his excitement for learning is well shown, which makes this a really good listen. So thank you to Pete for those kind words. And for episode 81, we bring you Jay Good, a portrait photographer from Lincolnshire. Now Jay's roots are in the equestrian world through his wife and started looking at networking for photographers. From initially doing social walks, including light painting with our mutual friend Tobias Thompson, this progressed to a networking portraiture shoots with the likes of Matt Mulby and Darren Nicholson. From here, we talk about his success working with models, his Facebook group and a printed magazine. And in this episode, we talk about beginner mistakes, editing, friendships, useful lighting tech, the legends of photography, models, hair colours and street portraiture, a future shoot, experimenting with ideas and education. Of course Jay goes through the random questions, so find out why space is the answer for anger. And he gives us an idea for the next Little Miss book. So as usual, please check out the website Um, Jay's kindly provided some images for you all to look at which showcases some of his fabulous work and you'll see the variety of models he's worked with and the lighting styles and the ideas he has for editing and uh, obviously through there you can sign up to the newsletter and that way you don't miss out on the news of future podcasts, um, interviews, articles and reviews etc. But for now, let's roll the music and await our guest. And welcome to the show, everybody. And this week's guest is Jay Good. How are you doing? All right, mate. Thank you for joining us. That's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's all right. It's been uh, quite a while since uh, I first talked about doing this with you. Yeah, yeah, we finally got around to it. Yeah, life, children, jobs, photography. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. There's not enough hours in a day, is there, mate? No, no, definitely not. Um, so for anyone listening, Jay's actually probably one of the first people I actually ever met doing photography. So we go back a few years, mate, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's at least, uh, well, it must be three or four now. Surely. Must be, because I'm 45 now, and I didn't start till I was in my 40s. So, yeah, yeah, it must be three or four easy. Yeah. Time flies. But I, I remember, because um, I got into just trying stuff on the street and stuff like that, and I remember going at night, that was obviously with with dad so 
and I was walking around, I think, the Lincoln Cathedral. That's right, yeah. yeah. When I spotted you and Tobias and a couple of others. Yeah, that's um, it. We were all out on a, one of the uh, social walks that we used to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, they were good because uh, it was interesting meeting people like Tobias because he had such a different interest. And I know it's like trick photography and stuff, wasn't it? It was... Yeah, yeah. Really cool what I did. Yeah, he taught us a few things as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And, you know, back then, you think now where we are, it's it's an amazing jump, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I totally agree with you. When you think the, the silly errors and we were making way back then and, and just it's uh, it's a learning process, isn't it? Yeah, without doubt. I mean, we had no equipment. I don't even know if you had any lights back then, did you? I think I probably got my first set of lights, um, and it was a, con- a set of continuous lights that my wife got me for a birthday or something, or Christmas or something. Yeah. And I'd got, um, it was all off Amazon or eBay, and um, it was a set of continuous lights and a white backdrop and a few stands and um uh, I think I've got a, a silver reflected umbrella and one of the shoot throughs, and and that was the first lighting kit I got. Yeah, now look at you. Well, that's it. I've got a little, <laughs> bit, little bit more now, thankfully, but um, you've still got to learn how to use it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and obviously this is not one I touch on because um, obviously you've you've come a long way yourself as well, haven't you? Because Obviously, back then, um, I don't think we're, there was so many models on the scene for any of us, was there? And, uh, well, thanks, thanks, firstly for that. And no, I don't think there was. And I think that's uh, one of the things that um, I wanted to do was to sort of reach out and, and reach a few more people. You know, to find out who was out there and what they were doing, and and uh, get networking and whatnot. Yeah, because that. I think it was something, uh, and even now, photographers don't do, or don't do enough of. No. I, I think that it's a very lonely sort of world for some people. It can be, I mean, particularly if, you know, like you do, as you do sometimes, you know, you go out and do your architecture or your street or something, hmm. um, you, you know, you're not, you're not going to bump into as many models or and, and or fellow photographers sometimes um mm. so it, it can be quite nice to do a few networking events or, or you know set some shoots up and actually go out and meet some new people and, and find people that share similar interests i think yeah i think you're right. i think um for me i'll change after meeting you guys because I thought that was something I was really into doing the night stuff and street stuff and long exposure. And then obviously you started doing a little bit of uh, modeling um, sort of sessions, weren't you? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got no clue. I'd spent basically years following my wife around. Um, she did a lot of equestrian events. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how I basically got into photography. You know, I sort of, I was, ah. I was bored watching all the horse jumping and whatnot so he says well why don't you you know bring your camera along and that was it you know i was following around for seven or eight years taking pictures of horses jumping over fences and 
I, I quite liked that side of it because it gave me something to do. Hmm. And it was a challenge, you know, because you see a horse absolutely belting around the course sometimes and to try and catch it mid-flight over one of the jumps was it's quite a challenge at times. And hmm. so, you know, I, I started with that, doing the equestrian stuff, and then thought, you know, well, I might, you know, quite like to take a few pictures of people, you know, just to do something a little bit different. Yeah. I don't think you can get anywhere different, can you? Model to a horse? <laughs> no. no, absolutely. I know which one I'd rather. Yes, yes, same here, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure um, sort of how well you can direct a horse as well. Not at all. Not at yes. all. Yeah. Very much their own animals, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things things um jay started doing and um, for people listening is uh, uh he hired a local hall for us um so it would be technically like a networking event and um he had a fair bit of backgrounds by then didn't you a bit of lights yeah yeah i've got a, a few different backgrounds and uh, i just got um, a set of studio strobes and um i think the first few uh, scout shoots um we had uh, matt maltby on board uh, mad yes. monkey mad monkey okay. photography that's right yeah and obviously he'd been doing it for a long while he'd, he'd sort of had his own studio down in devon so he got a lot of his kit and and he brought all up so you know we were instantly we sort of doubled the amount of backdrops and the amount of lighting we had so it was quite successful from that point of view we'd got a fair bit of kit straight away yeah, it it was always nice because these shoots would always be on a weekend at night, so it was comfortable for us dads and uh, amateur photographers. And then we would turn up, we'd meet our mates, and then there'd be these pretty young models. Um, I mean, it was ninety five percent females, which well, they they were the only sort of models that we knew to begin with. Um, yeah, certainly, certainly the only ones that I knew, and I knew most of those through. Um, doing shoots with matt mm. but what i quite liked about those networking shoots was that you know we we all got there and the first sort of sort of 15 to 20 minutes we had a bit of a, a bit of a chat a cup of coffee taught photography and then sort of ambled into doing the model <laughs> shoots and whatnot and it was all quite chilled and laid back wasn't it yeah definitely mate and i th- i think for models it was probably a bit more relaxing because depending what time you turned up, if he was already shooting, it could be a bit intimidating because quite a lot of the ladies had never done it before, had they? Yeah, yeah, that's just right, yeah. And um, I think, you know, I certainly wouldn't want anybody shoving a, a camera in my face and you know, loads of flashes going off. I think it's one of these things, if you can ease into it a little bit, it makes it so much better. Yeah. And I think the good thing there was everyone was really friendly. Um and you, you sort of worked out who to invite each week, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we soon got a fairly regular following. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I've even wrote about this, Jay, that I learned so much from working with you all because you you see differently, um, you pose models, and then there's also the light inside. So I think there's a few elements there we need to think about, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I mean, that's very nice of you to say, but I I don't think you ever truly stop learning. So I'm still 
dabbling with bits, trying different bits out. And I think in in those early days, um, Matt was quite instrumental in, in the setups because he obviously yes. he, he had his studio, he'd done all that sort of thing before. So when we dabbled with the gel lighting, you know, he, he gave us a lot of advice on that. And mm. when we were doing sort of uh, trying silhouettes or, or um, rim lighting or, or anything like that, he'd done a fair amount of it before. So we sort of said thanks very much, took it all on board and then learned a bit about it and, you know, just kept practicing. I think you've got to, haven't you? You've just got to keep practicing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I think what was really handy as well is because you two, and there was maybe three of you, Darren had some good equipment, um, we could turn up with basically a camera and you would share your triggers. And, um, you know, a, a, another element of this was people like myself had never used even a stand before. So um, I would always help at, at night and take things down, but I actually didn't even know how to take a stand apart. <laughs> I was the same to begin with. Yeah. It was ridiculous as it sounds. I, I, I once mistook a shoot-through umbrella for a reflective one. So I'd got a shoot-through a shoot umbrella on a stand behind me, yeah. basically throwing light into the hallway. <laughs> Yeah, no, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get the correct exposure on these two people that had just give, given up the time and whatnot, and they were sat there really patiently, and I was sweating. I couldn't figure it out, and it, we all make these, you know, quite hilarious mistakes to begin with, don't we? Yes, but definitely. You, you, you live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful because I want to learn how to do anything, and. Them first shoots, although we got some really good images, I always think I don't think I can take the credit because I didn't know how to set the lights up. I want to know what power to put them on and where to place them. Uh, and obviously, you guys were that a little bit more uh, ahead of me. But it's, uh, I think it, it's a little bit more than that, though, isn't it? Because I mean, you've, you must have seen those videos where you get five photographers in a room and every single one of them shoots the same model differently so i mean as far as the lighting setup goes you can set up you know you can get a basic setup but then sort of how you often how you interact with that model and how you suggest poses and whatnot you know so it, it's i think it's it's the lighting is a massive massive part of it but i think it's not the only part hmm. no no I, I think you're right yeah I think there's several elements there. And I've, one of the things I wanted to um, talk about was this side of directing as well. Because obviously, uh, in the early days, we'd probably turn up. Uh, we knew we probably only maybe had 10 or 15 minutes. So it was pose, pose, pose. You'd watch your mate before you. You maybe do a similar sort of thing. Yeah. And then I feel as your confidence gets better, you're able to direct yourself. And I think once you've done a few of these shoots and you get you get the images back on your laptop and you look at them and you think, oh, if it was just this, you know, uh, maybe sort of half an inch further around this way. And it's the sort of thing you remember because you, you, you're cursing yourself at the time. But while you're shooting, there's so much going on that often you're not really thinking about everything because you, you're thinking about the lights, you're thinking about where you want to position the model and, and the pose and everything and sometimes you just get overloaded don't you i think and then when you take a step back and look at it you think ah, 
right, must remember for next time. Try and, and and that's basically what I've done. I've just kind of looked at a, a few thousand images, as you often do when you're mm. shooting digital. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I dread to think how many I've, I've called yeah. looking through them. Because that's, that's one of the things, isn't it? You just take, you know, three, four hundred photographs and you you think, you know, five or ten are keepers. Hmm. But I think you've got to do it. You've got to do it just to learn. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, there's a famous thing then that, like, people say your first 10,000 photos are your beginning journey sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I could say, yeah, well, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I would also say it depends if you're actually shooting the same subject as well. Yeah, because absolutely. obviously, you know, if you're doing one genre of music, uh, uh, one genre of photography, it's different when you shoot in so many different styles. And like I am with my cameras, I've gone through so many, uh, and now all I think is the camera's the last thing I think about now. It's so yeah. important. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I've I've never really done because uh, right in the outset I was using a, a Fuji bridge camera, mm-hmm. so it so it got a yeah, fairly decent lens fixed to it hmm. and then i just moved on to sony's and i've only really ever used those since so yeah, yeah. i've been fairly lucky in that they're all fairly similar so you get kind of you know, get used to you find your way around the settings and all the dials and the buttons so you know you get a little bit quicker at shoots but yeah i'm fairly lucky in that i've only really had sony so yeah do you, do you think that sort of muscle memory of knowing the controls is important then? <laughs> I'd like to say yeah. But there has, <laughs> there's been times where it's been, you know, a month between a shoot and I'm trying to think, wow, like Christ, where where's that? Where's that? <laughs> but I, I'm getting quicker at finding the, the various settings. Yeah. And, and I know that there are little things. Um, so my... my um, Nikon, I can't tell the difference on the meter settings between spot and whatever because it's so old. They were badly labeled, and the right. picture on them is meaningless. You have to look at the manual. Yeah, and sometimes it's tricky when you. I mean, as we were the other night, we went mm. we went out, and it was it was in town. It was dark, and it was blowing a gale. So yes. you know, you you're trying to balance um, a modifier on a stand. Right, direct the model, and then you're thinking, oh, Christ, what, what setting am I on? And, and trying to do that all at once sometimes is a real struggle. So, yeah, the more familiar you are, uh, the better, I think. But even now, sometimes it's uh, still a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bad for not checking ISO. Or, um, ISO on digital, and I'm really bad for not checking my shutter on film. Because I'll just assume I've had it set up from last time, and um, I did a street shot last week, and I just took the picture and I thought I've got the aperture set, I've guessed the exposure, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I checked the shutter afterwards, and I was like, oh damn, it's on like fifteenth of a second. Well, mm-hmm. that's going to be blurry because the person was walking. Yeah, yeah. So I went back and stood and checked it again, um, and then like that shoot we did um, recently in Sleaford. I, yeah. I shot half a roll with a dark slide in. So they're <laughs> all going to be black. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're braver than me, mate. I, I don't know how you shoot with film. It terrifies me. 
But when I did have a, a film camera years ago, and you know the amount of times I got them back from the processor with a quality sticker on because I've got half a thumb over the over the lens, you know. But it's it still frightens me. I think how you managed to do twenty four exposures and just twenty four. You've got to be really on your game, haven't you? Well, I have less. It's only 16, mate. Really? All right. On medium format, yeah. God. It's even less if you have a slightly bigger one as well. It can be between 8 and 16. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. But then you see, that's really helped me again with digital. So I know there's sometimes where um, when Jay organises these events, I I don't go because... I've already probably got editing from the month before and I don't want to get into the habit where it just becomes something I do and get bored. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's, that's, um, I really do enjoy the editing side of it almost as much as taking the pictures. So for me, um, I mean, I, it's quite difficult to balance the editing in in between the the shoots with family life and everything else, you know, because you, it, it, it's an addiction it's a hobby and it is mm-hmm. an addiction and a therapy all all rolled into one so you i'm all the time wanting to do that next shoot knowing that i've still got you know a dozen or so images still to edit mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a, a, a juggling it's juggling all the time but yeah, i do love it no, no, that's right. I mean, one of the questions I always ask people, and you know, you've already answered it, is like, you know, what is photography to you? Mm. And I've always said, you know, is it therapy, addiction, hobby, job? And you know, you've answered this question without even me asking, which tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it totally is. Um, exactly that. It, it is an addiction because you're always chasing those perfect shots. Yeah. And it's therapy because when you've had a bad day and you just want to go out and chill out and you're in your own space and you, you're trying to, mm. whether you're trying to do light painting or, or you're, mm. doing, you're admiring a piece of architecture or whatever, it's just that headspace you need, I think, sometimes. So it's all those things rolled into one for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think we need to do this. Um relaxation thing to keep saying sometimes and i think one of the best things about what we've done is this networking side i don't see yeah. it in a lot of other people um yeah well that's one of the things that that struck me is that, um, right at the outset as you say when you wanted to shoot models or whatnot you had to know them you had to know who to approach yeah. so i mean that was part of the whole networking thing really it was like let's throw a few of these things together and see who turns up and, and meet a few people and we've met some fantastic people through doing yeah. them yeah uh, some superb talents uh, both photographers and models and you, you do often make lifelong friends yeah so you know it's just it's just amazing what what's come from that small idea to just you know let's, let's go network do a few of these small group shoots and whatnot and you just it exploded and just met so many brilliant people it's amazing i love it yeah it's been great and it's been really good to have people like jay clark and um, do some as well yeah absolutely um, yeah 
Oh, we've known him a few years now as well, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another one of the names, and I think this has been really good that it's helped. Um, so you can just turn up and shoot. You don't have to do all the organising in, in like um, a couple of these night shoots. We've just yeah. invited you, so you're just turning up. You can go home, and you know you, you you're sharing the burden of the stress of sorting it out, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but probably three years ago, I wouldn't have dared done it. Because I wouldn't have been experienced, I wouldn't have been confident, uh, I wouldn't have known anyone. Well, that that's it exactly, and I mean it's it's through uh, meeting these people that, that you you make new connections. It's mm. yeah, it's it's been really good, and it's something I think I'll carry on doing for as long as I can. Yeah, I agree, mate. I th- I think it's changed me because I, I wouldn't have said I'd ever done um, shooting with models at one stage and I sort of really getting into parts of it now. Yeah. Well, it, it's something I really enjoy. I think it's one of my, you know, favorite genres to shoot. Mm. Yeah. I, I think you can see it in your work though. I think like you said, like the editing side, you've done some really cool effects. Oh, um, <laughs> you really have. Uh, I mean, you can see the skill level. So, um, to to prove this, um, everybody who's listening, uh, let Jay take part in an experiment with uh, another previous guest, which was Raheem Mustafa, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and the idea was we was it wasn't sort of competing as such. It was more a case of what's involved with a professional retoucher regarding um, a, a normal picture I had against like a beginner like myself to someone like Jay who's very experienced to someone like Raheem who's um does a lot of composite work doesn't he yeah yeah so another guy who spent um probably part of his job in photoshop as well right yeah and, and he's done some incredible work hasn't he oh he's he's fantastic and again he's another one who uh, very good at teaching uh, he does simple light setups. He's got some great behind-the-scenes videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't catch out enough about him. And uh, what I liked about the experiment was, you know, it had you guys in it, and I learned where my flaws were, but also, like, you picked up on flaws in the retouchers' work as well, didn't you? Hey, just a, a couple of things, yeah, uh, struck me, and it's only because I'd, I'd done the similar sort of thing in the past. Um, so I, I kind of saw it straight away. But it's only through doing, you know, hundreds of hours of retouching and editing of pictures. And I mean, that's, as I said, that's something I enjoy doing anyway. So I would often just sit there for a few hours and really annoy the missus because I was completely oblivious to anything else going on because I was in <laughs> in in my editing zone. Um, yeah. So wow. yeah, I, I thought that was I thought it was a good experiment. though. Um, it was good. Yeah. I always knew I, I would come bottom because that was sort of part of part of it, really, because I know I don't edit very well and. Um, you know, another thing that Raheem said about it was you spend time doing what you're good at. So if you can, uh, if you're not good at something, you either pass it on to someone else or um, you either spend time improving it. Yeah. And 
you know, that's not always possible for me and you, is it? No, no. Um, obviously, we know each other's situations. We've got families mm. and, and things and other commitments and whatnot. So we do it when we can. Mm. Um, and, you know, we don't do it as a job, much as I'd love to. Um, I, mm. It's just not possible. So I, I do it in any spare time that I've got. So mm. I imagine you're the same. You're just doing it when you can. Mm. And these sorts of things, you know, they've got, they've got a huge learning curve. And they're just, these days, they're so powerful and they're, they're so multifaceted mm. that you have got to spend a long time if you want to get to those sort of professional levels. But there's a lot you can do now um, without having to spend you know 10,000 hours on it mm. and there's a lot of good youtube channels out there mm. um for people to pick up and, and experiment yeah definitely um like i said mate it's down to um where do you spend your time and so for me yeah. I, i've got this sort of stuff to do and uh, i'm always writing so i would love to be a great editor but i would rather I prefer to be a um, better writer and um, better at podcasting than I would editing. So, you know, it's a balance, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I love listening to the podcasts. So I often have one when I shouldn't. I, uh... <laughs> You're not listening to them at work, I hope. I, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it, it's a, again, like you've said, you know, you arrange your events for network. And for me, this is a networking thing, and the, the people are so interesting. And you know, I keep saying to people, it, it doesn't matter if you're my mate or someone you don't know, or you're famous, we're all just people, absolutely. And um, no one knows the um, listening figures other than me. And I, I can tell you that the listening figures are no different from anyone who's famous than not. That's so. Cool. Yeah, and that, that's what I think is more important. That the the more listening to the show than they are um, listening because it's a person, hmm. and, and I think that's really cool. I th- I think that's a lot. I think that's got great appeal because yeah. you know we are just people talking down to earth, you know, and we ex- you know, talk about our experiences and whatnot, good and bad. So it's hmm. it, it's. It's cool. I, I, I enjoy listening to him, Andy. No, thank you, mate. Um, I mean, the, the, so I was um, shooting something today, and I've uh, just shown uh, Jason a couple of examples. Um, there was another example from today. It was uh, this is just tells you all about street photography. So um, the wind was really rough, and it was raining, and I thought. I've got to watch out for what's what's going to be around me with this sort of weather. So I thought, no, you know, I'll stay out. I don't care if the camera's getting wet. It's tough. And um, I spotted a few people with umbrellas. So I started walking beside them and sneaking some photos in. Mm. And then there was a lady with a clear one. And I was like, oh, my God, if I could shoot through the umbrella, I'd get the spots. Yeah. And I started following her. But then she went into a shop. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it. And... Um, then I spotted this bloke going towards a, um, a phone box and I thought, no, this could be good because um, you've got like a uniform line of a square shape. 
with yeah. someone in it and I might be able to shoot through it and catch raindrops. And yeah. as I got closer and closer, he noticed me. So I'll show you the photos. I've got uh, a couple. I mean, I was literally not even two foot away from him. Right. And he spotted me. Mm-hmm. And then he started shouting at me. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was so funny. I was like, no, 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 I've got to go, mate. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. come back here. And I was like, no, I'm going this way. See you later. And uh, <laughs> I was like, this is the sort of stuff I forget about doing street photography. You've got to think what you're doing. And um, yeah. it, it was okay because I, I actually know that the guy's um, not someone you really want to be talking to. Um, he's, I think he's one of the local um, alcoholics, to be honest. All right. So there's no point going across to people like that. If it been a normal person, I'd have just gone up and said, "Here, you have this picture." Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, but yeah, things that happen to you on the street, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you've obviously stayed with your Sony, um, but as far as like lighting and things like that are concerned, now you've changed a lot because you've got this great big. Um, You've got really st- sturdy rig, but also it comes down at an angle. What what sort of lights do you call that? All oh, right, um, you talked about the the uh, studio boom arm. The boom, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was uh, lucky enough to persuade the missus to let me buy it. Yeah, and I think it was her Christmas gift to me. Uh-huh. But but basically, I, I bought it really. Yeah, just said, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean. Uh, I've really enjoyed shit with that because uh, obviously you can get directly above and that changes the whole shape of light on a subject and everything. So you can really can mess about with, with uh, different setups and whatnot. But I've only been a couple of places where I've been able to put it as high as I wanted because obviously yes. you've been to that um, scout hook venue that we use. The, the roof's not the tallest, so it does restrict us a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, that's only really through just a accumulating kit, really. Yeah. Just getting stuff when you get the chance and whatnot. Um, but I've gone from um, smashing speed lights, trying all sorts of things. I, do you remember um, the Studio 2212 with Brian Brogan? Yeah. Yeah, I was there trying, I was there messing about and I'd got um, a speed light on a, a some sort of extension fitting mm. and went to put the stand up and the whole thing fell off and lost a speed light because it just smashed to bits. Um, so, you know, progressed from speed lights to getting uh, my studio strobes. And mm. the la- latest thing I got was um, a, a really nifty piece of newer kit, mm. which is um, a battery-powered studio strobe. So I can uh, okay, I, yeah. that that's the one I can take out on location and bits and pieces and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a bit wary of taking that, especially with the weather at the minute, because it's you know it's either blowing a gale or it's chucking it out with rain. So I've gone yeah. back back to my speed light setup when we're out and about. Makes sense, doesn't it? They're running cheap then. Yeah, yeah, and um, the the I invested in a, a trigger that I can change the speed light remotely which is very clever and it, really handy yeah yeah without a doubt because I've, I've noticed that um if, if you need to change it 
I would then have to get my glasses out. I'd have to reach high up onto the stand, bring it back down so I could see it, take my glasses back, I'd yeah. try again. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, again, this is another bugbear of having bad vision. Um, but so that, you know, things like that are useful little bits of tech out there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, re really useful. But that, again, that's just sort of the evolution of the kit over time. And it's one of those things that's that's nice to have, but I don't think you lose anything really by not having it. You just mm. it takes you a few more seconds to change the speed lights, and and away you go again. So it's it's one of those nice to have things. Yeah. But if you were if you were starting out like anybody else, you know, you you all go through these trials and processes where you know you forever dropping a stand, tinkering, popping it up again, and mm. yeah, so it's just. It's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, and it's learning with the lights. I know one of the biggest things for me has always been um, how to deal with the shadows. So where, depending where you're lighting from the front, whether it's the 90-degree things or like you've been recently lighting from above, um, positioning the model next to a wall is going to create lots of shadows and casts, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm quite keen on that whole sort of moody, gothic mm. uh, feel with with some, a lot of my shots. I mean, I like yeah. to do the high key as well, but a lot of my stuff, I quite like to make it dark and, and mm. moody. And and that's generally my setup of choice is, you know, to have a, a fairly decent modifier up at an angle mm. above the model. And it, it, it you can create some really nice shadows and whatnot. And I, as I said to you a bit earlier, uh, I think if you mix the light and the shadows, I mean, you can make some tremendous stuff. And mm. that stuff we were talking about as well with the uh, Sean Tucker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some of the portraiture stuff that he's done um, yeah, it's is good. incredible. Mm. And, and again, it's an, it's it's a skill of a photographer rather than um, just applying your trade because some of us know him through us through street photography i didn't even know he was a portrait photographer mm. till, till recent sort of thing yeah um, yeah he's one of those that i follow on youtube i really like his channel because he, he sort of he goes beyond the photography he goes a bit beyond the norm and in that, that he'll talk about the the attitudes and these influences and whatnot and you don't always get that you know no i don't think most of the youtubers are educated like he is no no i do i, I, like, I that. like that whole thing mm. um when we were doing the bits with um fez yeah with stephen Randall. He was doing a few articles for us, and he, he was doing, he was writing about um, famous photographers and whatnot. And it, I really enjoyed that because I was learning something. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's sadly he's not doing that for us anymore. He's he's focuses on uh, his YouTube channel, but he wrote some brilliant articles, and I don't think it, it got to a wide enough audience. But that's something I would really like to do is let get a bit more educated about the masters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it helps you going forward, um, and I, I think even looking at other things. So, um, like I'm started writing about books, and 
Um, I'm just showing Jay something I've got there. Like, oh yeah, uh, it's this Hockton press that I'm always talking about, and it, it's all the sort of um, architecture photography I love. And this one's got um, a lot of the buildings in London, and um, you know, you learn about photographers through there um, and who their influences are. And it's ace because, like you say, mate, you should never stop learning, should you? No, no, I don't think you. I don't think you do. I don't think you ever do. I know. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier with a famous um, portrait photographer, and um, uh, and another lady, and they was both saying they saying technical side of photography is probably five percent, ninety five percent is um, directing. Or getting the best out of a model. Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, absolutely. I think if you can, if you can get that rapport mm. with a model, and you can put them at ease, and you've got a, a shared vision of what you're there to do. Uh, if mm. you can, you know, take a little bit of time and interact, you get much, much better photographs. And I've, mm. I've sort of done set up a few shoots with models and. And that that one with um, Ashley, uh, Ashley Burnett, um, she came and said, "Right, I've got the, I've got this crazy idea." And I said, "Right, yeah, look, let's go, let's try it." And I, I love the shot, mm. and because she's uh, an alternative model and she's amazing, I just got to put that out there because she is. Um, yeah. And she got this idea, right? Okay, um, I, it's a bit of a gothic look, and we've got uh, a table set up something really simple, you know, I'm shooting from above. And she got um, some withered flowers. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, and it, it just, it came out so well. And afterwards she goes, oh, I'm, re I'm really glad I suggested that. She said, I thought it was a bit of a silly idea at the outset, <laughs> but I thought, no, let's go for it. So, you know, if you've, if, if you've got that sort of a, a rapport and a shared vision and... Mm -hmm. You, you know, you, you're willing to do this, you know, mix it up a little bit. I think the results can be so much better. And, and Yeah, I think you're right, mate. And I think um, that feedback afterwards is probably the sign of getting it right, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, I went to that shoot with a couple of ideas in mind. Hmm. And... That, that basically, you know, she just arrived with this and said, I've brought this, I've got this idea. Yeah, let's go for it. And I think sometimes it, it's good to to just go with the flow, you know, because yeah. it's sometimes, you know, with best intentions, you turn up to a shoot and something's not right or you, you don't get the shot that you've got in your mind. But I think if you yeah. just go with it, often you, you can create gold. Yeah, I think you're right. And... I think um, sometimes the most simplest setups are the right answer. Um, yeah. Like last week we did a shoot in Sleaford um, with Emily, and we only had two hours, and we had about four or five models, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 It was. I think it was five. Wasn't it? Yeah. And five in the end. Um, so we knew it would be a bit limited in time to get to shoot everybody, but. Um, I walked in, spotted this one corner, and thought it was exactly what I was 
I wanted. Oh, was that where you were shooting when I when I turned up? You were in the, it was, you, yeah. The... I, yeah, we literally walked straight upstairs and I was like, yeah. right, that's my corner. <laughs> so I put yeah. my bag down and set up and um, Emily got the outfit on by then. Yeah. And I was like, right, I, I want to do a more darker sort of thing, same as you. And, and just... It looked really good, i got to say. Oh, thank looked, you, mate. Yeah, it looked... I really, really like that shot. Yeah, she... She she's just so good. So she knows what to wear. So she's already had her hair correct, and she's got um, a short dress. So it showed all her legs, but in a nice way, not in a seedy way or anything. Yeah. The seat complemented her, and um, it, and that was just a one light with a shoot through umbrella. And yeah, yeah. It it's something we try saying to people um, that are still new and you know i'm trying to help these people now because that's how high i was it's like you can afford this gear because it's a 10 quid stand it's a one pound umbrella and a mm. 30 quid flash it's um there's, there's a little bit of cost at the front in there but not a lot yeah yeah that's it yeah i mean you, you don't need to to spend thousands and thousands to to get a really nice shot no and to prove it was nothing to do with a camera, you know, I'd done three weeks on the streets with a film camera, you know, a 40-year-old film camera, and we had one umbrella again on a stand, and one of us would hold it, whether it was um, at floor level or sometimes we held it up, um, like pretending it was on a boom. Yeah. Um, and that's how we got different looks, and um, that... I chose the right sort of film to match the skin tone of uh, the model. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, stuff like that, to be honest, you didn't have to edit, but um, it, it's just beautiful to see the effect without even editing. And you, yeah. I mean, honestly, I got these photos back and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to show um, Shannon these. Yeah. I was oh, so they, excited. Were they the ones at the bridge? because mm. that, that was a really nice idea you had there because I mean Shannon's got this beautiful Titian red hair and yep. and the blue paint of that railway bridge just yeah lit, blue iron lit, one just, yeah yeah just lit it up yeah so when we we um, did that one light setup again slightly higher at an yes. angle it, it lit her beautifully and she she's a great another great model so you know yes she, she knows what worked for her. She she understands about wearing the right outfits to complement the body, uh, the shape and colours, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, you know, so in a sense, we had planned that shoot where um, I'd actually said it's blue, so it'll really suit your hair. And she actually wore a denim jacket, I think, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that really helped. So all I knew I had to do, because I think that was my second shoot, um, I knew I had to give it plenty of light because the film is uh, really like really low ISO. Yeah, and um, it's normally used in landscapes. Oh, right. I think I remember you saying, yeah. Yeah, well, so it's, it's 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 an unusual choice, but I know a few photographers who quite like it uh, because it does give a red tint. Hmm. Um, but it it works really well for her. I thought. Um, and and the shots maybe where she wasn't looking at a light, it yeah. was a little bit underexposed. 
And um, I, I think that gives it a little bit of atmosphere, considering the, the yeah uh, the, the location little, we were at. Well, exactly. At the end of the day, we're, we're dealing in the real world, mate, aren't we? The cinema yeah. studio. It's, it's... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we we got a few dozen people walking around that that night, weren't they? God, it was awful. Yeah, we didn't spend too long on that bridge in the end, no. did we? No, um, no. So, but th this was all part of it, wasn't it? Um, you know, we are very adaptable people. I think. I think so. I think um, that that's part of the enjoyment for me. Is um, <laughs> a studio is one thing. If I've got a shot in mind, I think right. Okay, how do I set that up? I like I like to sort of plan that side of things mm. but out on location you know you don't know what's going to be there till you get there so I, I quite like getting to a location having a look around and seeing what we can use um, and we've, we've had some fantastic models um, yeah. so you know and they're very flexible in in what um, what they're willing to try you know because mm. we've had some sort of stood on edges of things and you know, it's all been, you know, health and safety first. It's all been course, yeah. safe and whatnot. But, you know, when you've got, as I say, some great models that are willing to sort of do something a little bit different, it's it's gravy. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, mate. It's all important. Um, I mean, if you are thinking back to working with a lot of these models, then do you think you've learned something about yourself? Yes. I think, uh, as, I, as I say to you, I'm right in the outset, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I went to a few shoots at 2112 and um, there was a model there and I'd be like, you know, it's my turn to shoot. I'm stood there with the camera and um, they're like, what do you want me to do? And I, um, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've kind of, it forces you, I think, to uh, interact, uh, particularly when you're going to try and pose a model or, or uh, you're setting up a particular shot. You know, I mean, we I say we've met some fantastic models. I'm just trying to think now that, that um, I've been working with uh, Liv Taylor a lot and yeah. Billy Gregory um, mm, and, and Mia um, and Mia. So and and they they're all. Um, stunning models mm. but I think it's helped me to vocalize what's going on in my head yeah. because you've got these amazing looking people and you've got a shot in your mind and you've got to try and get that out of your mind mm. into 3d space to get the shot you want so I've, I've made a few plans of shoots and whatnot and then got there and and spoken to them and you know you have a bit of a chat and that's the thing for me if you sort of turn up at a shoot and you have 15 20 minutes where you have a cup of tea and you talk about what, what it is you plan to do and work mm. out how you're going to do it and you get that feedback from the model it's like oh i've got this i think that's mm. really good yeah or i've got this this colored outfit and i think if we if we stand this way or or whatever and if if you're relaxed in a shoot i think you get that back you get that yeah. back from a model and it shows in the pictures because then then they're they're, they're invested and they go yeah. right okay i've got this we could do this we could do that and i mean there's a shot um i did with billy gregory and it was um, a paint shoot 
Okay. And, and I'd seen this thing on Instagram and I thought, I'd really like to have a go at that. And I said, right, okay. I, sh I showed her the picture. I said, this is what I'm aiming for. Do you think that's all right? And she went, yeah, yeah. She disappeared into the kitchen, came back uh, in about uh, 10 minutes later. And, mate, it was almost identical to the Instagram. I mean, she's so talented uh, mm. just in, in makeup and, and paint and everything. Mm. Uh, and I think she studied art. So she's got that, mm. you know, that to fall back on um, and to help her and whatnot. But she came back with that setup and I, I, I got roughly what I was thinking in my head through the camera. And it was amazing. It was like a revelation to me. I just thought, that's, that's fantastic. That's exactly what I was after. I thought about it and you can't do that unless you sort of like communicate. And that's the key. I think communication with people is, it's got to be on the ball. And that's what it's taught me is, is just to take a step back and communicate what you're trying to do, get some feedback, you know, get that interaction going and, and, you know, models, uh, they, they come to these things and I, I'm happier for a model to give me feedback saying, well, well, okay, let's try this or I'll try that on. And I, I often show the pictures to the model, uh, you know, on the back of the camera, which is handy for digital and go, there we go. And they go, mm. and sometimes you go, mm, okay, well, let's try it a little bit different. And, go, and off you go. And you get the shot you're after. And you know what I've, I've really enjoyed is doing that little bit of a, a magazine thing yeah. is actually getting something in print. It's great. It's great to see in print. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the missing thing for so many photographers. You know, I, I didn't really consider it. And for the longest time you were saying you would do a shoot, print it out and send the model a print. And I was thinking, oh, that's really, really good of you. Um, I don't know if, you know, I could do that. But then in producing that magazine that we've done, mm. and you, you can see your work in print mm. and think, oh, yeah, I really, I really like that shot. And it, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Nobody else would have seen it. It was a digital. It's in the cloud somewhere. Um, but I've got a physical, tangible copy of yeah. that shot now. I can look at it whenever and, and show it to people and stuff. Yeah. And I don't think you get the same thing sometimes with digital because they're looking at a screen. And that's the thing. I mean, these days, you know, I, I set my monitor up. I've got this little device, so I calibrate it every few weeks. Mm. And the amount of times I've seen a shot that I've taken where I've, I'm working on a calibrated screen and whatnot, and then I show somebody it on my camera or tablet, and it's no nothing like. Uh, okay, and you just think, well, what's the point? I've spent all that time and effort getting it mm. to exactly what I wanted, and you're showing it to somebody on a, you know, a screen that's RGB, you know, got it as bright as it'll go, mm. and you know, and, and the colours nearly take your retina out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's completely different stuff, isn't it? Yeah, so I've I've quite enjoyed getting a few things printed just recently, actually. No, it's good. I, I think. Um magazines really helped you see that everyone's capable of it amazing work to be honest yeah i mean that's it i've been really lucky in that people have sort of gone on board with it a little bit and um we've done a, a few issues now and we've had 
some amazing work from people and yeah. you know um not just photography but, but i mean people have uh, i've got um edward maskell uh, yes. writing articles He's writing stuff isn't yeah 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 and uh, as we said stephen rendell yeah. writing some fantastic articles on uh, the masters of photography and the, and the greats and there's stuff i hadn't seen before so when i read his horst article yeah. I got really into it and I thought it's amazing. So as well as the submitted work that we've had, we've had some brilliant writing as well. Yeah, I think the magazine's been a really good thing and you know, full credit to you mate for you know, obviously doing it all yourself. A few it, issues, wasn't it? it? Yeah, I mean it all basically stemmed from, from what you'd said mm. um, about getting something to show somebody something tangible from for, from your efforts mm. uh, and I thought okay well I'll give this a go and mm. I had a bit of a go and the first um, iteration wasn't brilliant but and then I got I got this amazing lady uh, Chantelle Swannell on board mm. and uh, she's uh, some of the drafts that, that she showed me I just thought wow you know <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought of doing it that way and she's been brilliant, so she's been helping with that as well. So we've mm. had some, some some great help with uh, people writing articles, people's submissions, and just the you know the actual managing and the layout and the editorial side of it. I've had some amazing help as well. And it's mm. all through. It all stems back to getting out and about and meeting people. And you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing, mate. And obviously most of this is because of the Facebook group you run, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've met a lot of people through that, actually. It's been mm. quite incredible, considering where it started. Yeah, so how many uh, members are you up to now? I think we're up to nearly 5,800. Wow. And we've been going about two and a half, nearly three years. Yeah. Uh, and that basically all again stemmed from wanting to network and find people with similar interests and things um it started with just a few mates you know people that i already knew and then obviously it snowballs because people that they know take an interest and and it's just gone from there and it's uh yeah it's it's gone quite a size yeah as yeah i mean it's been really good because obviously now there's people all over the country as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, initially it started off as just a Midlands thing, but then mm. I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm getting people wanting to join from further afield, so why not? Yeah, so exactly. UK-based now. No, that's, that's good, mate. And I know, obviously, you know, there's been ups and downs, haven't there? There's oh, some downs where, I mean, there was too many of us admins at one stage, so we'd, you did a big call there there and um it, it seems yeah. to be okay now isn't it yeah i mean um we we had some great people at that time it just got unmanageable so i took it stripped it back to bare bones again and mm. sort of built it up again and there's there's some great people that i've got helping me mm. um again we've got we've got um joe isles who's uh, one of the admins of the group and she's a uh, a supremely experienced uh, model mm -hmm. uh, and we've got um, some newer models we've got Emily on board yeah and uh, we've got uh, 
Janie Lazenby, a master photographer. Mm -hmm. She's actually um, given talks at the photography show. Um, oh. We've got some some pro photographers. Uh, we've got obviously we we've got Stephen Randall, uh, photography yeah. college shooter, who who did some writing for us. Um, he's on board, and uh, obviously myself and a few uh, other amateurs. And we've got some pro photographers, as I say. So we've got a, a, a makeup artist, um, Elizabeth. Uh, so we've got a, a fairly varied mix of talents and, and levels in there, and it helps actually because you know you get varying views, and they've been fantastic in helping me manage that. Mm, so you know it, we've got our own little group, and it's all democratically run, and people throw ideas in, and we try various bits and pieces, and see some stuff that works. Like we do the um, the daily posts, which seem quite popular. You know, we mm. pick a theme, and people throw their pictures on, and it gets gets just gets exposure. You know, people can like those images and mm. and comment on them and whatnot. And we do the the day, the uh, weekly cover pics. So the cover banners, and we've had a couple of competitions. Um, there's a firm in Lincoln, Pinpoint Media. They did us some canvassing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we we ran a few competitions, and again, it was really nice to be able to to see these images printed onto an A3 canvas, and then we we sent them out. So yeah. you know, we had a, a couple of competition winners. We only ran it just as a, a one-off type of thing because we ran one for photographers and one for models uh, and we were going to run one for um, makeup eyes but it kind of like it didn't materialize into anything I don't think anybody enough people took an interest but we did a couple of competitions and sent the uh, the canvas prints out and I got sort of pictures back with people holding the um, mm -hmm. canvas prints of their images and then we chuffed a bit so we've done a, a few things with the group and I've really enjoyed it no, that's good, mate. It's it's certainly come a long way, hasn't it? Um, there's events in there, um, and then there's often people saying uh, they've got shoots. Is there any models available? Yeah, that's it. So the people post their castings in there, and uh, again, you know, you get to meet varying people from different areas and whatnot. And we did a few events. We've done some at uh, Bodyline Studios. We did we did two shoots there. And I've got one coming up with Tank Space, which should be good. Yeah, I mean, this sounds amazing if you want to tell people about this place, because I think it's quite unique, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, uh, there's a guy called uh, Kai Coombs, and he's got this um, set up in Ollerton in Nottinghamshire. And it's a, a big tank, basically, and he does all sorts of parties in there and, and shoots and things and group shoots. And he's got a few um, models that he uses regularly that will do like mermaid photography. So they get into this tank that's probably about eight and nine foot wide by four or five feet high. And he's got all these continuous light setups and whatnot. And that's it. So you could do group shoots of taking people, um, taking shots of people underwater and from the things I've seen it looks looks absolutely incredible and we've got this shoot coming up at the end of uh, March mm -hmm. which should be really good and uh, it's, again it's just something we set up through, through the group and with the numbers we managed to keep the costs fairly low and again we've got a good set of models that, that are willing to come along and, and model for us for the shots which mm -hmm. is amazing because obviously they're giving up their time and 
it was something different that they've not done before. I think lives, you know, lives part fish. I think um, <laughs> she's 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 amazing. She's one of my uh, you know longest known model friends, and I and I I do consider them friends as well. Yeah. And I've shot with Liv for a few years, and um, she's she's into a scuba and a surfing and whatnot. So she you know she she yeah. likes this shoot. But I'm really looking forward to it because it's a really great setup and it's not something you see every day. Um, and I've managed to set it up through this group, uh, my group, and we've got photographers coming from all over. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that should be cool. I mean, I've seen some of the photos from that place and it's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, it does look good. And he's, he's the nicest guy because I was running through some of the... Um, questions or you know concerns and he was like yeah, no, it's fine we, we can do this we can do that and you know he's he had people that have sort of started and then freaked out a bit and he, he was a real calming influence and he was such a nice bloke so you know i think it's it's something we're probably going to do again you know so yeah you know if this first one goes okay i, I no doubt we'll do another one yeah i think that's good for people and so because it's I mean, how many of these places are there in the world? Never mind this country. Well, I was I was talking to him today, and he said, "I said oh, I've got people coming from all over." And oh, he likes to keep a, a note, and the record is somebody came over from Miami. Wow. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, okay. Jeez. I'm just down the road, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing compared to that. Yeah, yeah. So it should be good. It should be interesting. It's something different. Yeah. I mean, I know you could shoot like that, say, in the Caribbean sort of thing with clear water and that, but to have all that lighting, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's got quite a good setup and I'm so looking forward to it. You know, I wish I could, wish it was sooner, but. Yeah. He's no, uh, he's fairly booked up. Yeah, no, that, that sounds really cool. Um, yeah. So, um, I think my final really question uh, really is: Do you think there's anything missing in the photography world? Then that's a tricky question. Um, mm. I don't know. I think, well, for, for me personally, it's it's the education. Yeah, it, I do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's coming back to it again. But I mean, it's knowing about the people that have gone before, really, and and how they've developed and developed the the world of photography, really. Because I mean, I've listened to some of the podcasts that you've done in the past about um, the tin typing and the wet and dry plates and whatnot and i remember a conversation that you had with somebody about the darkroom processing and and where dodging and burning comes from you know it's a it's a thing you it's a thing you hear of, of in, in photoshop but it, it actually came from a process and, yeah. it, it, and it's that history of photography and, and it's it's all beneficial i think so you know i'm, I'm quite keen to learn more about it and i think you know you can if you really want to um, and for me, that's that's one of my goals is to get a bit more knowledge of mm. this whole world of photography. I mean, I do my bit, um, which mm. I enjoy. I do the 
portrait photography, but I haven't done a lot of street and I've not done a lot of architecture. Mm. And so it, it's the learning the other side of things that for me personally is missing that I've got to address. No, so I think that's the same for a lot of us, um, especially people like us that haven't sort of done it as an education or done it in school and GCSE, because you do miss out, I think, on the basics. You can do, yeah. And it's changed a lot since I went through all of schooling and whatnot, because photography Mm. is a course now, and it never was when I was going through school. Yeah. So, you know, that, that whole world has changed but it, it kind of bypassed me, so I'm having to sort of do it now, when I, as and when I can, but it's something I'd, I'd like to do a little bit more of. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I mean, I would love to get amazing in the dark room, because um, the people I've met can do it, um, but then all their time is there, and I just think... I won't actually get out shooting, I won't be able to do this, I won't be able to write. And yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah. So it's been about a year since I've been, well, I actually went in mine two weeks ago, and um, the enlarger that you used to illuminate your um, negative was yeah. actually broke. So I've had this world apart for it, and that's back now. So I am set up again in theory, but you've got to be realistic like chemicals go out of date yeah yeah um, well it's it's you know it's it's expense as well because i mean you know not a lot of these things are free no they're not um all that side you know the film worlds is you know cost lots of money unless well, you're the pro this is it you've got the film costs you're developing costs and you and you know if you are buying lighting and whatnot you've got those costs but then you've got the you know, how are you going to process these things? You've got to have a laptop, you've got to have some software to do it. And there yeah. are, you know, open source things out, out there, as I'm, you know, you're a big proponent of. Um, but again, it's it's the time you've got to invest. You've got to learn these things, and it's all time you've got to take away from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, you're dead right, mate. Um, uh, we're now through the formal part of the interview, and as you know, because you're a listener, you've got to go through my random questions. Okay, hit me. You ready, are you? Yeah. Okay, so you get to order your own alternative superpower. We've got things like rest in bitch face, melancholy, <laughs> and Nosy Parker, our example. Right. What would you choose? Oh, God. An alternative superpower. Yeah. Probably not very useful, but you know. <sighs> That's tricky. I That's a really tricky one, mate. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'd have to stick with the classics, mate. I can't. I can't think of an alternative one. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't fair. know. I, I guess just being able to turn off my hearing. How's about that? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you can stop listening to people. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not just people, but uh, anything really. Just distractions. Uh, turn everything else off so I can focus on on the visual. That'd be a pretty good skill, actually, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I think. If I was going to pick an alternative one, yeah, that. But I could switch it off. 
That would be really is. Though, would you want to switch yourself off, do you think? Do you think it's more about switching yourself off or switching from others talking to you and sharing? I think, I think switching everything else off. Yeah, so it's not in a monologue sort of thing then? No. Keep that going? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. It might have been the opposite. I want to get rid of myself. Close <laughs> <laughs> my head in. I've got to live with this. <laughs> That's incredible. Do your own editing. Right. <laughs> um, if an English cow moves, what does a French cow do? <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know, mate. I, <laughs> we. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how do you have a paddy in space? Because you can't slam doors or your feet. <laughs> Who writes these? Where do you get these from? Oh, they're just made up, mate. Oh, okay. Can't have a. Can't, how do I have a paddy in space? Hmm. So, what would you do if you get mad? Oh, I would just swear at the top of my lungs because nobody would hear it. I suppose that's a good thing about being in space, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. What matter would it? No. Just let yeah. rip. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Good place to go vent. Maybe we could set up a business doing that, then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd uh, get many people taking you up on that. We'll just take all the air out of this room. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, OK. <laughs> um, Mr and Little Miss were popular children's books. Hmm. What title would you like to add? Wow. I'd say as a man, you've probably read a few of these with your children. Yeah. Oh, God. So I've called my daughters a few names before. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, right. What am I thinking of a title of a, a book or. Uh, yeah, as in one of the characters, right, an alternative okay. character, maybe. A little Miss Pain in the Ass sort of thing. Well, that thing. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be a little Miss Temperamental because Temperamental, yeah, yeah. I mean, flick of a switch these days. Yes, yep. Yeah. I was saying exactly the same thing earlier about my youngest. Start shouting at me, and then minutes later, she's like, "Oh, daddy!" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hmm, you want me to be a friend?" They literally have no idea how the world works, do they? No. Blokes, we get mad. You've got to hit something or shout at someone. It doesn't work. Just being, oh, daddy. No. <laughs> but it always works out. It does always work in the end. It does, doesn't it? It's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Too good at it. <laughs> if the moon is made of cheese, what flavour would it be? would have to be a coconut derivative because I'm vegan. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah but you, yeah but there's there's many styles of cheeses still in there. Oh, I like apple wood. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah it's quite nice that actually yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well I'm lactose tolerant mate so I shouldn't even have to use that. <laughs> 
Okay, this one you'll uh, this is definitely you as well. Okay. Um, it's the school holidays, and on day one, the TV remote breaks. It's so old you can't get a replacement. So, do you a call the emergency services? <laughs> b ring the Samaritans for help. I'll see. Blame your par- and partner and make them feel crap. Uh, none of the above, mate. I would just go out. I, I would. I would say right. Okay, done with TV. We're not having TV anymore. Grab the kids. Ah, oh, yes. You'd go start the issue. Uh, yeah. Just grab the kids, go for a day out, and say right, yeah, no more TV. Done. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah, I have to remember that. <laughs> so obviously, these are based on real experiments, obviously. No, no. Boring but true. <laughs> I would just yeah. go for Right, so off we go. You get to punch, give a present, or have a pint with the following. So you've got Jason Donovan, mm-hmm. Jason Dorello, or Jason from the horror films. And I've got to do the thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, so I've got to do one for each of us. Yeah, punch, present, or a pint. Oh, obviously, punch the horror film guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, present to Derulo, and I'll have a pint with Donovan. How's that? Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting life, uh, Mister Donovan, aren't I? Yeah, he certainly has. Mm. He's done all sorts, hasn't he? Good on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my wife loves him. Um, she's been to one of his chats. So uh, there you go. Right, mate. So thank you for surviving that section. That's, That's appreciate right, <laughs> Thanks very much. We finally did it. Yeah. So all I need to uh, say now is, um, do you want to tell everyone where to check out your work? Right. Okay. Um, well, my um, Instagram is sony shooter 2019 all one word and if anybody wants to check out the facebook group it is the modeling and photography network uk facebook group and you're welcome to come along get involved network meet people that's what it's all about thank you for that mate and obviously i'll put the links in uh, to that for you brilliant thank you um and obviously, my last question that everyone gets to do is, who would you like to see on a future uh, podcast? You've already mentioned him. I would love for you to get hold of Sean Tucker. Mm, okay. No, that, that's cool. Um, I can understand that. Um, so, obviously, thank you for spending your time, mate. That's all right. Thank you. Uh, it's been great to have you. And um, obviously, everyone really does rate your work, mate. Um, I can't well, tell you how much... All of us really love what you do. Oh, wow, thank you. That's that's okay, mate. We always look up to you for ideas and that. So, And obviously, um, you know, you've lent me a lot of gear over the past and helped me learn lighting, really. So, That's it. We're all in it together, eh? Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much, mate. Uh, I know I'll let you get back to your family. And uh, we'll speak tomorrow night, probably. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, all right, Jay. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. Hey, guys, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to that episode. It was really nice to have a friend of mine on the show for a change. Um, I have the greatest respect 
for Jay and like I say in the interview um, I can't thank him enough for all the times he's lent me his equipment and give me little helps on uh, lighting and sort of being hands off with it still and letting you sort of try out what you're trying to visualise sort of thing um, he's a really good guy, he's a very nice family man and um, you know it, it's nice to get some of your friends on there sometimes especially ones that create such great work and when you talk to the models and photographers he's worked with everyone has the greatest respect for him not just for his skills but his attitude and you know he's a hard working guy so yeah thank you uh, Jay that was very much appreciated um, please do keep listening there's many more shows to come many more interesting people on the way uh, the show's gaining ground um, all the time um, with figures so that's really nice and I do appreciate you all listening I know there are many other podcasters out there uh, that are uh, you know, that are even better than me at this and I have some very interesting people so you know I have great respect to um, people like Sony16 um, Analog Talk and obviously uh, The Candid Frame and uh, I love Gina Militia in Australia as well so you know I, I still do listen to uh, a lot of podcasts myself um, uh, and it's nice to hear uh, what other people are doing so please do keep listening sharing the show where you can and please keep leaving uh, reviews where possible and obviously if you want to approach me about coming on the show please send me an email or message me with your idea and um, talk to me about what you really want to come on the airwaves and talk about um, an hour is a very long time so as long as it's interesting enough I'm sure we can sort something out and I just wanted to say there's more articles coming soon to the website um, I'm currently working on one because of a uh, recent shoot I did with Jay at the weekend um, I tried some new interesting um, very much frugal and <laughs> DIY approach to doing some lighting um, so if you keep watching uh, my feed on social media you'll see me start posting some of these images very soon and uh, we had a lot of fun with a couple of models so that's going to be good and I even tried a new type of street photography at the weekend uh, which is this shooting into the sun style um, it was really uh, interesting to try something new um, I've seen some great work by some friends and people like Sean Tucker and John Hughes so it was really nice to um, see what they try and do and try and um, copy the sort of technique um, but in my sort of city Lincoln um, it's not easy it's um, it's quite tough to try and separate because what you're going for is really harsh um, black shadows and with white highlights um, it's quite hard to sometimes separate the subject uh, otherwise you just end up with lots of black and uh, the subject merging into the shadow so definitely worth um, practicing um, if you check social media you'll see some of my uh, examples um, from this and I hope I'm going to do a couple more of these before I embark on um, trying it with film so it's really nice to um, get the you know immediate feedback of digital for a change um, 
shooting in that way at least it gave me an idea how I should be metering and um, maybe it'll help me um, with settings for uh, film which would be really useful because like I always say the passion there is for using the old cameras so I want to keep that sort of concept going throughout my work um, and staying true to who I am so yeah please do watch out for that um, obviously if um, you quite like these articles then do subscribe to the newsletter uh, it is only a weekly one so you'll get the latest podcasts and articles etc on there and like I always say to people you'll get first dibs on any competitions and uh, projects I run um, so there are some out there um, idea wise um, I've just got to find time to put this all together and get it out there so thanks again and I will see you very soon my friends